Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, still in quarantine. Yep. Nothing nothing has changed at all. No. Zero things have changed. I have nothing to report. <laughs> well, when we're not in quarantine, these will be better to better to do. Yeah. Although you are going to San Diego. Yes. You're breaking quarantine. I am well the government's orders. I am leaving our apartment in favor of my car, but I'm not going anywhere exciting. Driving some supplies to my parents' house. You just want to drive the car since you we bought it in February <laughs> and you've driven it like four times. That's true. <laughs> I am excited to get out of the house and drive somewhere, but yeah, just same old, same old. Nothing new to report. All right. I'm sorry, I'm the most boring guest. Well, we'll have to do another uh, draft this week. Ah, uh, yes. For those that don't know, we've done Fantasy Spice Draft, which was a, a hit. Julie got the win on that one. Did a Fantasy Dog Toy Draft, which yep. I... Claim that I won, but Julie is calling <laughs> shenanigans. You can't base your entire win off you having Christmas pickle. I don't believe it. It was off the votes. People I know, voted. But you said that people voted for you because simply because you had Christmas pickle. No, that I was. Uh, a few of our people really liked the Christmas pickle. I think the pizza. People just saw pizza and voted for pizza. So. Oh. Plus, Gracie was in that too, so she might have taken your votes. Gracie didn't pick very good stuff, though. She's got bad taste. She she didn't go for the fan favorite. She was a homer. Mm -hmm. We've got other ideas. We've got a lot of DVDs that we're probably going to draft from. We might do some hard alcohol. Uh, there's probably some other good ones we can do, but we'll save those for when we're out of ideas. So did you like my me and my sister's way of deciding what to watch? That was a good one. I did like that. I think we came up with a movie we didn't think was going to show up. <laughs> well, you should tell... So, the game, me and my sisters when we were little and would fight over what movie we wanted to watch, we'd take all of our VHSs out of the cabinet and lay them all down, and we'd take turns eliminating which one we didn't want to watch mm -hmm. until we got down to one. So, I made Alex play that with me. So, we did that. Our final three were Emperor's New Groove... Office Space. Office Space and Aristocats. <laughs> Which, I feel like... A wide range, you know. I feel like Emperor's New Groove would have been the most likely out of those three that showed up. But the other two, a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. And then, we put that up to a vote. Who would people pick? And most people didn't pick Aristocats, which we ended up going with, so... Yeah. Well, you had said you hadn't watched it, so I, w I wanted you I've to I've watched it. It, it was oh. just then, I was probably like seven or eight. Oh. But... It's an interesting game going through that. Got to navigate the When Harry Met Sally's and All of our Christmas movies <laughs> that you hate. So we'll keep doing that type of stuff. But yeah, not much else to report. Quarantine yeah. is still happening. Still been... Still trying to get some pizza. We might get a pizza this week. Yep. That's on the to-do list. We had one takeout. We had a successful Walmart delivery. Making bacon stuff. We got some baking things on the horizon, but... Yep. Other than that, safe, safe trip to San Diego. Thank you. I'm sure I'll call you when I'm bored. Halfway down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
price of one, big man. Per perfect. That's, you know, I was hoping to get as many of you as possible. I don't know if your brother's with you or not, but this will do. Yeah, these two will do. You don't want to talk to him anyway. He's a hack. <laughs> We're social distancing. Where are you? Are you guys just at home or where are you? Pretty cool. Um, yeah, the Masters is like my absolute favorite, favorite golf tournament. Okay. I love the Masters every year. And uh, it's like the Masters, the U.S. Open, and then, you know, the, the British Open, and then obviously, you know, the, the PGA. But I, I love the Masters. I don't know what it is. It's pretty on TV. It's always the same course. You know what I mean? They obviously never go anywhere. Yeah. And at this time, for the past, six or seven years my buddies and I have a, a little Masters tournament mm -hmm. we go out to Vegas and we play two 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 rounds in Vegas handicaps included and uh, and then we come back on Saturday and we watch the, the final round on Sunday so I usually have a little money on it I usually pick two guys I'm going to put money on and put a pretty good sized bet on them out there so gives me a little something to root for but I love the Masters there's just something about it that it just draws me to it. That's pretty legit. I guess I didn't realize you were that big into golf. Oh, my God. He has been having withdrawals. He can't go golfing. Mm-hmm. Like, we, he brought down the Wii, so he hasn't played it yet, but we can play golf on the Wii, Ooh. have a Tiger Woods game. Man, he, like, every day, even earlier today, he got a notification for, like, a local golf course about, like, something about, like, the driving range. He's like, oh, my God, it's open. <laughs> Oh. I feel like you could just go onto a course and like there's no, nobody's gonna be there. Just play it yourself. We totally tried, not tried, but we looked. We have a local course, Lake Forest, and we drove by, and he was like, "They filled the hole. Damn it!" Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's no flag to shoot at. I mean, you could just go ahead and just shoot it in the middle of the green. Yeah, they did. They filled all of the hole. There's no flags out there. <laughs> And that is very depressing right now. You have no idea. I come home, I take my shower after work, and then I'm up there just putting balls into <laughs> my little putting green upstairs in the sports room. And that's, <laughs> that's my golf life right now. Do, Jen, do you golf also? Uh, no, I am his driver while I drink. Oh, perfect. I mean, I guess that's it's that's like the, the perfect only time situation. Where I can drink and drive, and it be Yeah, you can you can off road a little bit. It's it, you know. Yeah. Oh man. She don't let her fool you though. We go up uh, obviously as most of the people in the league know. We go up to San Francisco once a year or Santa Clara now. Yep. To watch a game, and so we make the little road trip up. And uh, I'm gonna say three out of the last four years. We didn't do it last year, but three out of the last four years we stop off at Pebble Beach because it's on the way up there. Nice. And there's a little par three course. It's called. Uh, Peter Hay, and for like 
thirty bucks or whatever, you can play it all day. Uh, your your initial tee shot, it's all par three, so you play off of mats at the very beginning, and then you obviously hit it two holes, and it's probably about I'm going to say maybe two hundred yards from actual Pebble Beach. It's a Pebble Beach property, mm-hmm. but the actual course is maybe two hundred yards away. And so we'll play that. It's nine holes, just enough to have Jennifer interested and not yet bored. <laughs> And about three to four years ago, she got a legit par on one of the par three holes. All it right. was legit. <laughs> yeah, I was I was probably more excited than she was. <laughs> but I was, I was like, dude, you like par a hole like on like the Pebble Beach property? That is awesome. Yeah. And uh, she was like, yeah, I did. And that was about where I landed. I would have been doing somersaults if it was my first <laughs> par ever. But. She was just like she slumped. She like yeah, like I like she does it all the time, you know. Of course, I can't what about say you? you don't play any golf. No, I've played probably two rounds in my entire life, and it's not because I don't like golf. I just I don't know the golf world, and I've you know I've I've never really tried to spend money on any of that. Um, I mean, I totally would if it was. I don't. Know, I probably just need a little more like. Uh, need to learn a little bit more about it or something. I feel like I know about golf, but, you know, that's, I feel like it's not my world. I'm not a, uh, you know, not like you guys all fancy with the, your, you know, with your golf shoes and you're doing all your, fancy. going to your golf courses and stuff. So, I mean, I'm sure I'm, Tim is a member. He, he has a membership to our local golf course, so yeah. he is fancy. I was going to say, and, I, as can, far as the sh- and, and as far as the shoes go, I probably have somewhere in the neighborhood of Well, that's good. I, I would want to be the same way. And I feel like I need I need a little bit of, uh, like, golfing yeah, uh, experience behind me because it, it comes to play as you go through life, you know, whatever, business meetings or just your buddies going out. So I definitely need to do it more often than I have. I just, yeah, I haven't really done anything up until this point. I've, I've gone to the driving range a few times, and I've got a, a co-worker of mine, her husband, like works at was it Tustin Ranch and keeps wanting me to come out there, so I may do that a little bit more. But it's just never been a world that I got into that much. I think you've gotten Tim really excited, and he's a boner now because you've been talking so much about golf. <laughs> I mean, um, that's that's I, what I, listen here. I am not going to deny anything she says. Okay. All I'm going to do is say I am surprised that she can see it because that right there is a feat in itself. Oh wow! Okay. So this is a very quarantine life makes you eat a lot of carrots. <laughs> I didn't read. See, this is this is all type of stuff that I'm glad we're finding out. I feel like I don't know that much about you guys besides, you know, the little jabs you give in the commission notes or Fresno State or whatever I see Jen posting because she's she's the social media king of that house. So I'm glad I'm finding out what gives you what gives you a chub, you know. Exactly. Well, hey, man, any questions you've got, I'm sure that we can answer them, even down to the gritty-nitty details that everybody out there is so interested in. Exactly. Like the mystery. We, we know you guys are all in on football and fantasy, but, yeah, we've got to know this type of stuff. We're trying to um, – that's my whole point with the league is to get, the, you know, a good group of us and, and we all friends with each other and, and finding out what everybody's into and stuff like that, so – 
but I know, I mean... So let me ask... Yeah, yeah. Pertaining to the league, I mean, we all know that August is supposed to be Vegas month, but what do we do? Is there, uh, I'm sure you're a, you're a wealth of knowledge and intelligence when it comes to being the commissioner. Do you have a plan B in place if said Vegas is either shut down or they're only allotting so many people in the city? Uh, we, we will see about that. There's nothing hard set for a plan B. We still have, I have my wedding in June. Uh, I still have a honeymoon that could be happening. So once that stuff gets figured out and then we get into like May or June or July, we'll see what's going on when it comes to August. I mean, I'm still planning on everything past like May 31st. I'm planning on it to be relatively normal to where we can do things, whether that's uh, you know, a little too optimistic or not, but I mean, I know some people have already bought hotels for, for Vegas, so as far as I'm concerned, it's on, I don't know about a plan B, I guess a plan B is we would all get together somewhere around here if we can't actually go to Vegas. Uh, makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then just push, push the draft to 2021 for Vegas. Yeah, I mean, and who knows even, we got to figure out the NFL season. I guess that there's no real concerns right now, but you never know what's going to happen. So if that gets changed at all, then we may, maybe we push the draft this year to a different date. It's, it's all this stuff, it's, it's changing every day and every week. So we'll have to keep an eye on it. And that's part of what, you know, uh, I'm sorry you weren't the first league member on the, the podcast. Uh, I know you were very vocal about that, but Carp Carp initially gave me the idea to do this, and so that's I had to have him as the first league member on at least, um, and so that was why that was. But part of the podcast is like he he brought up a good thing that you know the notes are great, but I don't know if how many people read them, and I feel like this would be a better way to get people involved, and we can all you know especially now is almost the perfect time to do it because we can just chat and we have nothing else to do so let's talk to each other and talk about the league and stuff like that you know I didn't take too much offense to Carp being your first guest I know I was I was obviously vocal afterwards via text message with everybody yeah but I look at it like this um before you put a car out in the market you need a crash test dummy inside (laughs) he was your crash test dummy and you were just setting it up so that I could come on here, and then this thing's going to shoot to the moon. It's going to rock you. You got all the bugs figured out with him, and now you're ready for some pe- so for some professionals, people that actually make the fantasy football playoffs, to talk about that and maybe some of their inside knowledge and strategies of how they always, well, I won't say always because Jennifer was in a tuxedo last year at the draft. At least one of us is predominantly always in the fantasy football playoffs. That's true. I mean, I we we need some uh, winning perspective. I mean, I'm running this podcast, and I just finished dead last, just like Jen did the year before. So, so I, I like your perspective that you're, you know, the we took the car around the block. Now you're going to open it up on the highway. It's similar to Jameis Winston. Did you not hear what he said about Tom Brady going to the Bucks? Uh, something. Yeah, he's like, uh, I can't remember his exact quote, but I I think I remember. What he was trying to say. What? What? It was similar. He he said, "Well, you know what? If I'm going to get replaced and my job is going to be taken, at least it should. At least it's going to be taken by a Hall of Famer." Okay. Like, he totally spun the fact that I'm really crappy and they don't want me 
so they got somebody else. But guess what? That somebody else is going to be in the Hall of Fame, darn it. Not special. <laughs> you don't even have a job, bro. You didn't even get picked up by anybody as of yet. You probably won't until somebody blows their ACL out in training camp. For Christ's sake, the guy's so desperate to throw it to the correct team, he got LASIK. How terrible is that? You had to get LASIK to hopefully get picked up, and now he's not on anybody's insurance. He's got to pay for that out of pocket. Well, Let's think about these things, right? Right. He's obviously not the best decision maker, but, I mean... You, you, you can't argue with Jameis Winston. He had the season that he did. He had a crazy, weird season where he had like 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. But now he got LASIK, so he should do better, right? So people, he should be, somebody's going to pick him up to take a chance on him. Uh, yeah, but you think that it would have been done already, right? You would think that, okay, hey, if you want to say he got LASIK, he's going to throw it to the, uh, uh, to the correct team this time. You think you would think that somebody would have been like, all right, guess what? You'll be our backup. Whether that be the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's rumored, or the Chargers, or somebody. That dude ain't got nobody calling him on the phone, and he's doing. If you go, you go to look YouTube and watch Jameis Winston workouts. He's doing weird ass workouts with like punching bags and what oh. the hell is he doing, bro? <laughs> I did see that. Somebody said he's. he's what are you doing? Somebody said the LASIK has made him really good at dodging thirty-pound scrotums that are swinging by his head. <laughs> so let me ask you, Alex. You yep. sent out that questionnaire last uh, last week. Yep. About the, the the pros and cons of the league and this kind of that. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I will give you mine if you give me yours, and Jennifer can give me one of you. She'll give us one of hers. What is your biggest? Pet peeve of the league, if you have. Oh, let's see. My pet peeve, I guess. I mean, something as a as the commissioner and the whole reason for the league is something that I'm trying to address with uh, getting you know more smack talk and more conversations and getting more people to be uh, vocal and stuff like that. So trying with the group chat we had last year. And the podcast and, and everything like that. It's there. I feel like there was more chatter early on, and and now the last few years it it might have gone down. And whether that's because Harvey was stirring ha- hit up half the time or not. But that was one thing. Was like I, I wanted more of the uh, you know more trash talk and more like consistent uh, chatter and stuff like that. So that's probably one of mine. I don't know about the the league in, as a whole. Like with with the teams or, or lineups or points or anything like that. I mean, I, I kind of leave it open. I feel like it's a good system right now, but, you know, people have thrown in their suggestions and we modify it. So, you know, if you guys, if that's the type of stuff you're bringing, things that, that you, your pet peeves to change it for the better, I'm all for it. Jennifer, what would be one of your pet peeves? Oh, uh, so... I mean, I guess it's not that big of a deal anymore because he's not involved in the league, but Harvey, like, man, like, his trade request. Yeah. Damn, every time I was like, as soon as I see his name, I wouldn't even look at the request. I would just decline it. Like, I'm not even going to attempt to go back to you. It's just ridiculous. Um, I got to be 100% honest. I did silence the group chat. Okay. It was just way too much because, unfortunately, like, Football season is also during the busiest time of my work, and, like, that amount of chatter coming up, I look at it, like, once a day, and I get caught up, but, like, having my phone 
own blow up. That mush throughout the day was a little bit too much for me. And I'm probably, like, the one person out of the entire league that, like, was not going to have it. So I get it. Like, it's cool. And I got to, like, go back and look at it every day. So it's fine. But that was the only thing for me. Like, it's, it's just hard. And I, like I said, I'm probably the one person out of the entire league that doesn't like it. So it's cool. Like, keep doing it. I know Tim enjoys it. Tim t- talks trash on me about it. So that's fine, too. <laughs> I think that's fine. I, you know, I... <laughs> I would, I would love, I, I, I like the fact that, like you said, it's on silent, you're busy, you're doing stuff, but if you check it and you chime in when you feel like chiming in, or if somebody brings yeah. you up or something, you know, that's totally cool. I don't expect people to have to say something all the time and, and whatnot. I just yeah. want people to be engaged and knowing what's happening, cause, you know, we did the Facebook, we did the Facebook I thing for a while. Like a social media type person, so like if there was an opportunity for it to be more social media based, I'd probably be a little bit more involved in it. But then Tim isn't. Tim's only on Twitter, right? So and it, I think it definitely like eliminates some people if you do it that way, though. That's too. the thing so that the time, yeah, right? we we had the Facebook for a while. We had the Facebook for a while, but, like, now, like, half the league isn't on Facebook. So it was kind of just adapting yeah. that. I know everybody has text message, so at least I can get a hold of yeah. everybody, and everybody can be engaged instead of half the people missing out on what's going on. So, uh, yeah. And you concerned that all of his ex-girlfriends are going to find him on social media so he doesn't go on there? <laughs> I, That's I, why Tim has no Facebook page, because Tim doesn't want to find out he's got some child somewhere, Okay. No Facebook, you can't find me, you can't give me no paternity papers. I'm not going on more, Alex. I, I will say my favorite thing about you, Tim, is that you're so I think it's you and me are the only people that care about Twitter and I love Twitter more than <laughs> more than almost anything. I love Twitter. I it's so entertaining. You know, I don't say a ton on it, but it's just great, and so if you're the only person in the league on Twitter, that you know that gives you huge points on my on my part. Well, I have a Twitter account. I just don't know my login is logged in any longer. <laughs> but I do get notifications when Tim makes a post because I follow him on Twitter. Well, that's fine. I mean, it, you do a lot of good stuff on Insta, so I appreciate at least there's something that you're active on, and and not you're not just a hermit like some people are. So, uh, no. It's it, it works for me. I, I know what you're doing with your workouts and your dog, and and if you're in Tennessee or whatever, <laughs> That's whatever. What I'm being posted now is my workouts and my dog and my wine drinking. That's about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get a I get a Tim face, you know, every few months with a <laughs> bottle of Jack or whatever you guys are doing. So. All right. Now, if I can have my moment to tell you my biggest pet peeve with the league, yes. and I hope that everybody in the league is listening to this podcast right now. Okay. Not only is your commissioner going above and beyond his call of duty by putting this out there and making everybody closer together, I want everybody's ears to perk up, and I don't want anybody's eyes rolling, I don't want anybody scoffing, I don't want anybody talking any junk. If you get a trade request in the league, even if you think it's the stupidest trade request ever, it could be uh, Ezekiel Elliott for uh, the backup for Joe Nedney, for Christ's sake. Re- reject, reject it. Don't sit there and let the person who requested the trade or offered the trade just dangle in the breeze. Please, just say no. You have no, no, you've no idea how many times I've sent a trade request, whether it was a good one or a bad one. What the hell ever? And I just sit, it sits there. 
and sits there from Monday all the way till Friday, and then by that chance, by that time you're like, well, at this, I'll just forget it, I'll cancel it myself, please, even if it's stupid, even if it's the stupidest trade ever, just reject it and call the guy a moron in the comment section. Just don't let people twist in the wind. You feel me, Alex? I feel you, man. And I... You can say fuck. I was trying to be political. FC, they, FCC is on Alex, man. I've heard this stuff on Twitter. Uh, you got to watch Twitter. We'll see. When, we get, when we get big enough where we got to worry about that stuff, then then we'll regulate yeah. the language. Right. But I'm not going to censor anybody. This is this. We need to get this all out. We need people's true beings on the podcast. But... I, All right, as far as trade requests, do you not agree that if you send one, you should get a rejection button within at least 24 to 48 hours of submitting it? I agree with that, and it's I guess it's another thing with how often people check. Like, if you're sending Andy a trade request, I, you shouldn't expect a re, uh, an answer anytime soon. But, yeah, if people are active, and especially during football season, people are looking at it, daily or at least every other day, then, yeah, if, if, if you're not going to accept it, if you want to think about it, you know, maybe say something to that person or tell them why you're thinking about it. That's I think that's a good call. Yeah. And i got to say, we've been in the league for, gosh, I, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and, and we, when we first started this conversation, I apologize, I should have announced myself as the 2010 fantasy football champion, <laughs> which I didn't, and I apologize to everybody who's listening to the podcast. I should have been called uh, what I'm rightfully doing, what my title is. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our host, Alex, the commissioner, kind of splits up on that, but I'm okay with that. Everybody's doing mistakes. This thing's new, right? You don't know how well the brakes work quite yet. I get it. So you're 2010 fantasy football champion, and Alex have never made a trade. We have gone back and forth many a time. Mm-hmm. And we've never consummated a deal, and I feel like that's missing in our relationship. Uh, I mean, I guess I if I if, I guess I'm going to give up some of my my strategy here. I, I like trading. Uh, for the most part, it was like Jen said, Harvey just like trying to break you down until you gave up a bad trade. But I usually I, I like going through the draft, and I like. Ride with my team for a few weeks. You know, this year obviously I was awful out of the gate, so it was like let's blow it up. I don't care anymore. Uh, but I like to do like the one for ones. Like I remember a few years back with Bill, I traded straight up Drew Brees for Russell Wilson, and that worked out for both of us really well. And like if, if a lot of it's like I see a guy and I just want that guy. I don't need all the riffraff, four guys for three guys or something like that. So I don't know if maybe that's your style and we never seen eye to eye. But I, I mean, I like trades, but I'm not out there putting up two or three trades every week. So maybe that's it's it's you know volume shooting works for some people, I guess. That's true. That's true. And like I said, I. I uh I think at one point this season, we tried to negotiate a trade. As a matter of fact, I believe I was sitting there watching the uh, Colts game, and I think Brissett went down with an knee injury. Mm-hmm. And, and I was right on it, and I was like, hey, Alex, what do you want to do, man? you want to make a trade? Because Brissett was obviously your quarterback at the time. And I knew you were in last place. They were fledgling, so I was like, well, maybe I'll give you, like, three guys for two. And I don't even know who I was asking for, honestly. I think it was, uh, didn't you have, like, who was the running back for uh, the Colts? Oh, Mac? yeah, I did have Mac. I li- I think I literally just got him for for somebody, and so I was like, I think that's what it was. And I was like, no, I wanted Mac, so I'm I'm gonna roll with him, even though I'm in the cellar and Brissett's a, a lost cause. Right. 
Yeah, and I think I was trying to, I, I can't remember, obviously, it was last year, but yeah, I, was, I had like a quarterback and a wide receiver, and I think somebody else, and you were like, oh, I'll trade you Marlon Mack, but you got to give me like Austin Hooper and somebody else. And I'm like, Jesus, Alex, you're in freaking last place. You're trying to kill me right here. Austin Hooper's like the number two or number three tight end in all of football, which was a fledgling position, as we all know. I'm like, my God, Alex, ease up. Give me some absolute before you swoop. What I are mean, you doing here? You're that was, it was desperate measures. I was in last. If there was any way I was going to get there, I needed lots of help, and I had guys that I wasn't going to give up unless I got something big for it. So, yeah, maybe I should have been a little easier, but I was I was in you know dire straits and probably wasn't thinking straight. But normally, yes, I feel like... I would like to see more trades. I would love to, uh, you know, be more open to, you know, I feel like I've been, I've, I'm kind of reserved on that because I really like my guys and I really only want to do a trade if it benefits me. But yeah, I should open it up and, and you know, help out other people along with myself and, and get the, you know, get the league moving and churning a little bit more. I don't even know if it was necessarily quote unquote helping somebody out. I was just like, hey, I got three guys that get somewhere between 10 points, and I was asking for Marlon Mack, and I can't remember who it was. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit, that's 30 points for you at least every week. So, you know, throw me a bone. It wasn't like a throw me a bone, but I was like, I think I have money back issues. I know what it was. It's because I traded um, Jacobs, the running back for the Raiders, to Jeff, uh, Raider Jeff. And in return, I got Matt Breida. And everybody knows after week three, Matt Breida didn't do a goddamn thing <laughs> except for sit there on the sidelines and watch football games, which I am happy to sign up for, by the way. And if you got special teams tackles, Matt Breida would have paid off. But unfortunately, you don't get special teams tackles <laughs> But and, and I did hear, uh, real, real quick, I'm just going to revisit something. You did say Ram Bill. We all know he's not Ram Bill anymore. He's 49er Bill. Oh, yes. That guy's entire roster was 49ers chalk, and it was very disgusting. It was disgusting, Bill. I want you to know that. I'm on the podcast saying you're disgusting. And now that your Rams have no players of any value anymore, you're going to just chalk full your team of my Niner guys, and you're going to try to ride that to the playoffs. And I'm telling you right now, I've got my iPad. I'm already doing fantasy drafts in my sports room. Preparing for your strategy. It's not going to work this year, okay? Uh, you're not taking any of my Niners. You're strictly going to stick to your garbage Rams and make Brandon Cooks, who's on the Texans. <laughs> that's all you're getting. I mean, it's that's part of the strategy. We all know, you know, Andy and Ty with Steelers, or you know, Marty's and all Patriots. You know, good luck with the you know me and Jaguars. But that's part of the strategy, and that was one of my favorite things. Was by the end of the year. Bill, we yeah, Bill, we found out he's a closet 49er fan, which is great for your your fan uh, group. But when it comes to the league, that's just now we have four 49er fans in our league. I should put you all in one division. You guys can hack it all up against each other, and, and one will emerge. Uh, but yeah, Bill, <laughs> Bill's got an identity crisis, I guess. I would like to go on a limb and say that Bill is the Nostradamus of the football league, yeah. and by that I mean. Two years ago, he wore a Todd Gurley jersey to the fantasy football draft and a knee brace at the same time. How he knew. How he knew was beyond me. Wow. That man is a dead damn genius. 
And if I had his personal phone number, I would call him up for a stock strategy. Yeah. Genius. Bill, kudos to you. I forgot all about that. He's also yeah, the one he that... Had a, a, a knee brace, limping around the girly jersey, and I'm like, all right, well, yeah, you know, people fall off of ladders, people fall downstairs, maybe twist. I did not know it was a 2020 Halloween costume. I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, he's also the one that that hated the Mario Kart draft year and refused to participate, ended up getting the last pick in the draft, but he ended up winning the league that year. So I feel like there is some Nostradamus voodoo, whatever it is. You know, Bill's Bill's playing checkers when we're all playing chess, and it's all it's all working out for him. we got to figure out what the heck's his deal. There is a mystery behind those eyeglasses, and <laughs> nobody's yet to crack the code. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Oh, oh, my gosh. Jennifer is putting Bill on blast. She said, she said every, did you hear what she said? No, I no, please you. repeat. Except for the redhead. Whatever her name was, Barr and OG. Do you remember what the redhead name was? Oh, gosh. I didn't know the, the customers as well. as so I know Jeff would. I know probably Greg and Steph probably would. Uh, okay. Yeah. I do have to say, though, and this is 100% honest, and Jennifer will back me up. We were at OG's, as you know, all the way until the end of it, which is a sad goddamn... I mean, it's like a tear in your eye. I know. OG's and the crew's not together anymore like that. Yeah. But there was that girl, and she was rocking a Packers jersey yeah. every single gosh darn season, Alex. Yeah. And this girl had her damn Aaron Rodgers jersey. And what the hell happened when the Saints won the Super Bowl? The next year, that girl had a freaking Drew Brees jersey. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, you know what? That right there, and, and we believe, uh, if we're not mistaken, Bill was dating her. Yes, she was. I'm pretty sure. So we thought he her definitely true. So now we understand where Bill got it from. If one year she was wearing a Packers jersey, she switched to the Saints. One year Bill wears Ram stuff. Next year he switches to 49 stuff. It all stems from OG. I mean, yeah, I guess OG's is very... OG's is a mysterious place in itself. We we might need to need to dig into that a little bit more and see... What, Bill's, you know, Bill's been in since near the beginning as well. So he's he's got he's got something cooking. I didn't I didn't put all the pieces together, but Jen, you obviously have the gossip and drama part of OG's down. <laughs> we love you, Bill. We're just giving you a hard time, and we okay, forty percent hard time, sixty percent serious. You did wear the Todd Gurley jersey with the knee brace. That was true. Oh, Bill. Bill, hopefully Bill will come on the podcast and, and defend himself. So, uh, Alex, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about you. Obviously, we have not yet met your fiancé. I've seen her via Twitter uh, videos, and obviously we heard her on the very first <laughs> podcast. Uh, how did you guys come to be? How did you guys meet each other? We have no inside scoop. Maybe most of the league does, but we're me and Jen, and I know Jen are in the dark. Uh, I think I think there's a good portion of the league that's met her. She was at uh, we went to Monster Truck Show this year that she came to, which she's not a fan of, but wants to be supportive of uh, my interests as well. Uh, but yeah, I know there's a lot of people that haven't met her. Uh, we met actually on a dating app, so very 21st century of us. Um, and I guess so. It was it wasn't on Tinder or Bumble. It was on Hinge. Oh. Hinge has been very successful 
uh, for us. We we support that one. Um, but well, we at least, it, at least it wasn't Grinder, right? That's true. I've been now married for a little over ten years, so didn't ask someone around back then. But yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what Hinge is. I've never heard of that. It's it's one where. Uh, the the people the only people that show up that you can swipe on are connections somehow via Facebook. So like, you you have to have like mutual Facebook friends to show up in your feed. So it's a little more of a smaller uh, range of people. Um, but yeah, I mean I wasn't on it very long. The other ones weren't very successful. But so we met. Uh, I guess it was twenty sixteen. No, twenty seventeen. I want to say. And then uh, we, let's see, we started living together last year. We got engaged uh, last March, so a little bit over a year from when I proposed to her. Uh, she also went to UCI. She um, she is a paralegal for a law firm. You might like this. Uh, she, she does intellectual property and trademarks and, and copyrights. And ninety percent of her clientele is Monster Energy, uh, so she can oh, get oh, wow. she can get a lot of Monster Energy gear uh, for for all of us. I don't know how about the drinks, but she gets hats and random stuff all the time. Um, originally from San Diego, she's got a couple of sisters, and most of her family lives in San Diego. Uh, and and yeah, I mean, nothing crazy special about how we met, but it's uh, it's been about almost three or four years that we've been together, so. How did you ask her to marry you? Oh, man, that's a fun story. I don't know if you, I mean, I posted on Twitter and, and Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw any of those pictures, but uh, as you know, I work at UCI for the baseball team, and last year we played a series at Hawaii, so I brought her with me uh, on the trip, kind of like a Valentine's Day gift, like, hey, I bought you a plane ticket. You can come on the Hawaii trip with me. You know, we'll have a little mini vacay. And so the very first day, we got I got her up super early. We hiked to the top of Diamond Head at sunrise. And I proposed her at the top of Diamond Head. Um, I had this whole plan that they've got this little... Like, I already saw it. Okay, you saw it. So they have this plan that... Uh, I had this plan. There's this, like, concrete structure up there, and I was going to do it on top of that structure... And there are a lot of people around and trying to get the pictures of the sunrise. And I tried to go up on top of it, but it was kind of like, you know, they had barriers and stuff. And she's like, I'm not getting up there. It's dangerous and everything. I'm like, great. So now i got to figure out plan B. So we walked down to, like, this little platform landing. And there were these ladies with cameras. And so I asked them, I'm like, I told her, I'm like, we need to get a nice picture. And so I asked these ladies with cameras. I gave them, like our uh, cell phones to take pictures and I had one of them taking a video and so as we're taking pictures I'm like hold on I gotta get something out of my backpack and then I turn she turns around and I'm on one knee and then the ladies instantly were like wait a minute we have to do this all over again and I'm like what are you talking about that was it (laughs) that was the moment and they're like we'll just get together and let's take a picture because they were actually wedding photographers and had all these fancy cameras and got really good pictures for us. So I got very lucky. I got very lucky on that instance. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was it was fun doing up on top of in in Hawaii on top of Diamond Head. So I'm just asking this out 
Alex, because I do work at a hotel and I plan events. Yes. And my, I'm currently in furlough, but my last week at work is basically dealing with all of the brides. Have you guys secured a plan B date? Um, we, we don't have a plan B right now. Uh, it okay. would probably be in 2021. Um, yeah, because like everything the rest of this year is taken up and everything, yeah. you know, all the people in March and April and May are taking up the dates that weren't taken up and yep. she doesn't really want to do anything in the winter. Uh, so it's, it's, okay. it's really tough timing and we don't, but I mean, right now we're still like, it's happening because we're getting married at the end of June, and we're like, there, there hasn't been any, okay. there hasn't been anything that says we can't do it yet. So until like the venue yeah. comes to us and is like, you know, we're not allowed to be open, then we'll we'll change it because we're right now we're just going full steam ahead on June twenty seventh. Do you have a lot of out of town guests, or are you mostly like local people? It's not really. There's a, I'd say about eighty, eighty, ninety percent of the people are in SoCal somewhere. There's just okay. a few, like, my, my best man is in San Francisco right now, and my sister... He, he could drive or fly, yeah. He could drive at least, and my sister is in Canada. Uh, she already yeah. has yeah. She already has a plane ticket, so we'll see if when it comes to that point, but those are really the only two that are, we're like, we need to find a way to get them here. Otherwise... Yeah, we'll see what if they have a limit on how many people we can we can have or something. But it's all just. What's your current? What's your current guest list? Sorry, I'm getting very very work oriented. It's a fantasy football podcast. So we're playing matchmaker crap. She's working the angles. So we invited 150. Uh, we need to get under like 125 or something for the venue. But we've had, I think, 80 people. RSVP back yes so far. So right now we're at 80 at a max of 125. Okay. Okay. Feasible. Definitely doable within the next couple of months. Yeah, we got so, a lot of the important right. things out of the way, like our the dresses and suits and vendors and everything. So and we're just kind of waiting to see what they say. Yeah. Well, if you have any questions and you don't want to go to your wedding planner... Ask, obviously, Jennifer, for Christ's sake, because she ain't doing shit except for sitting down at home and watching Netflix or Hallmark movies. So, if you're bored, so is she. Get her up. Yeah, definitely need a pro in the field. So, send your fiancé my information. I will definitely respond. So, let me ask, since... So, I just told you my cutesy story, and you guys said there weren't any dating apps back when you guys got engaged. So, do you have any story of how you guys... Either how you met or how the, the... Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I will take the best Brockmeyer picture I could possibly take. <laughs> so I was... Okay, go ahead. If Brockmeyer on Hulu, you have to. Tim and I are within the, two, within the second season for probably, what, four days? It is hilarious. You have to watch it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So back to my story. So we were playing. I was playing softball on a on a tournament team, and her stepdad Daryl would play with me, uh, play softball 
uh, on weeknights in Garden Grove on a weekday night. So I, he asked me if I wanted to play tournaments with him, and I said, okay. So tournament got done. I said, hey, you want to go to Lampost and grab a pizza and a beer? There's not much to do. He said, sure, no problem. Well, he didn't inform his wife that he was going to do that. A.K.A. Jennifer's mom. Mm. So get done with the lamppost, drive him back to his house. He goes to the front door. I drop him off. He goes to the front door. He can't get in. So he comes back down to my, at that time, my truck, and he's like, she locked me out. And I'm like, you got locked out of the house? And I'm making fun of him, yada, yada. yada. <laughs> I said, well, I'm not going to let make you sit there by yourself outside of your house. I said, I'll just hang out with you, and we'll just shoot shit. And he's like, oh, no problem. Uh, my daughter is getting ready to show up here in a little bit. And at that point, you know, we can go, we can go our separate ways. I said, sure, not a problem. So we're sitting there talking about guys, stuff that guys do. And this uh, Mustang pulls up. And I'm like, damn, Daryl. I didn't know you had girls that look like this at your complex. If I would have known that, I'd have been here over here all the time. <laughs> and he looks at me. And he says, that's my daughter, smartass. And I said, oh, well, she's hot. And he said, oh, well, I'll introduce you. So this girl parks her car. She comes walking up the sidewalk. Daryl says, hey, this is Tim. I play softball with him. And Jennifer says, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And I meet her or whatever. And she, mind you, she's not really dressed to impress per se. She still looks good, but she's not dressed to impress. So she goes upstairs, and me and Daryl start talking. I'm like, he's like, you want her number? And I'm like, yeah, if you want to give me your number, absolutely. That'd be fine. So... A couple minutes later, she comes downstairs in this super low-cut tank top. I mean, the girls are out. Oh, hold her up. The girls are out. <laughs> There's nothing to be left to the imagination at all. So I'm like, damn. And so she, Daryl says that, oh, she's into, like, you know, ballet and singing and this, that, and the other. And I said, while she's standing there, I said, oh, yeah, I'm into that fine arts and shit, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Joking around, being a smart ass. Well, she kind of takes fun to it, and she laughs or whatever. So she goes on. Daryl goes up in the house, and I, I'm with my buddy at the time, and I'm like, dude, that's just pretty hot. And I think, to be honest with you, I said something along the lines, I'm going to smash it. At some point, I think I said that, and he's like, yeah, you have no show. <laughs> Later that night, I go back to my house, and I get a call from Daryl, and he's like, hey, do you want her number? I got her number for him. I said, sure. So he gave me a number, we go out on a date, we go to the beach, which I always suggest you go to the beach because number one, it's free. Number two, if she's a pain in the ass, you can put her in the ocean. <laughs> All this stuff lines up. So we go to the beach, we go to dinner, we go back to my place, she drops me off. I was a gentleman, Alex. I want to stress gentleman. Okay. I kissed, I kissed her on the cheek. I didn't kiss her on the lips, I kissed her on the cheek. Did I not, Jen? You did. Very gentleman-like. And then after that, we kind of started hanging out more and more. It turned into a thing. Then probably about, what, I'm going to guess four years into the relationship, three years into the relationship, maybe? Um, I called up Angel Stadium because they get stadium tours. Mm-hmm. And me and her had had season tickets prior to us being married. I was one of the Christmas gifts I got her as we could have season tickets or whatever, you know, go to games together. Nice. So we went on the tour, and I asked her to marry me in the dugout, in Angel's dugout. Wow. And she said yes, and the rest is history. We had our wedding rehearsal dinner at OG's. We did. Wow, I did not know that. You were there. Really? Yeah, we did. You were there, if I'm not mistaken. Thanks for remembering. You rehearsal dinner? 
our rehearsal dinner we had at Ocean. Yes. Man. Super fancy. Yeah, we did. We did. I know for sure Greer was there. I would have yeah. swore to God you were there 100%. I may have. I don't know. That I, the, for some reason I don't remember that. I feel like maybe that's maybe I I knew about that. I don't know if I was there that night, but man, that's that's pretty awesome. No, Jeff, I think Greer was. Yep, yep. Greer for sure. Jeff, Jennifer said Jeff. Raider Jeff was there. Mm-hmm. I would have sworn you were there. Yeah. So we had our whole like you know wedding party there. We had you know a bunch of pizzas. You know all the sides, all that kind of stuff. Yep. That's what we had our uh, uh, our yeah the OG stick garlic knots. That's what we had our our, uh, our dinner, our uh, our rehearsal dinner. Yeah. And you guys tied tied the garlic knot at OG's, so to say. So to, so to speak, absolutely. <laughs> so to add to that, um, Tim was definitely supposed to be a one and done situation. Ooh. But Alex, I'm just that good in the sack. What he said, I'm keeping this phone You know what I mean? Right, you were just a, you were just yeah. like a late September call up, and then all of a sudden, he shows he's actually yep. a top prospect. Who knew? Took a chance on a diamond I in the know. rough. Yeah, who would have ever knew that? You know, Tim, yep. you're but Tim, you're her Tommy Lastella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's our, that's pretty much our story, and obviously, so we've been together for a process. We got together in two thousand three, mm-hmm. so we've been together for. 17 years overall. Man. Still going she strong. Hasn't killed me. I haven't killed her, so so far it's working. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like she, I'm, I'm more impressed that she's still in it, because we all know, I think, I think we all think we know you, Tim, and so it's just, man, what is, how is she getting through this? But it sounds like, you know, she's probably got some, you know, some Bill Voodoo magic that's keeping you in line somehow. I did see that, yeah. I am heartbroken because I don't know if I put this on Twitter, and I apologize if I'm repeating this to you, but nobody in the league knows. Nobody really cares. But me and my brother Jeff, Bangle Jeff, mm-hmm. we each have our own $100 bet on the Angels to win the AL West this year, mm-hmm. which net us $800. At the time, of course, we're homers, but I was under the impression that nobody knows what the Astros are going to do. They got. They're going to go from town to town with controversy. They're going to get booed out of every building. How comfortable are they going to be? You got the A's, who yeah, are pretty decent. Let's be honest. They're all right. But you know what? That bubble's going to burst. You can't be winning every time with AAA guys. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this might be the Angels year. Yeah, they have no pitching. I think we can all agree to that. But, yes, that's true. Note to everybody out there in the uh, podcast world or in our league, if the Angels sign a pitcher, he also has to be scheduled for Tommy John surgery in the following six months. That's how that works. All right, that's anyway. It's true. But, but now this spring training division—they've got the Dodgers in their division. There's no way they're beating the Dodgers for the division, Alex. How do I? How do I process this? Do I? I know I can't. But should I go to my local Vegas representative and say, "Hey, listen, I said for the AL West, not for the 
you know, whatever it's called, the West Division in the spring training. We got over 100 books. Now. Right. AOS is not the Cactus West or the Cactus Northeast or whatever it is. That's a good call. I, I think you should probably make sure that that what you bet on isn't going to be uh, tied to that spring training league if they do that because that's that's a that's a big time deal. I, I I liked your logic. I think I mean I had a good high hopes on the Angels this year. What if, whether they were going to win the division or not, I thought they could have made the playoffs even with their you know suspect pitching. I think they had a deep enough rotation that. They definitely could have hung with the A's and Astros. So, uh, yeah, I think you need to look into that. Yeah. I, I just figured the Angels would slow-pitch softball their way to a division championship. <laughs> they score 14 runs a game, but they're going to give up 12, right? They're just trying to get people back in the seats, and people want to see runs. They don't care if they win 14 to 12. That's, you know, people want to see that. They don't want to... You know, yeah, you sit on the Budweiser patio and it's a 2-2 game going into the sixth. Nobody wants that. They want to be drinking and then turn around because everybody's cheering and it's already 5-2 in the first. That's that's what the people want in Anaheim. You're 100% right, Alex. And I'm going to tell you, the one thing that hurts me the most, well, I shouldn't say hurts me the most. Okay, the second thing that hurts me the most about this whole, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get shit for this, but the Kung Fu virus, because I love hearing the, I love hearing the Kung Fu. I think that's hysterical. I, I'm sorry, Ty. I love you, Ty. If nothing, I love Asian people. They're terrible drivers, but they're good people. You won't eat any of their food. Listen, that's not a, that's not a mark on Asian people. Asian people are great golfers, terrible drivers. We all know. Mm-hmm. We all know. Anyway. I miss going, me, Jennifer, and the rest of my family would go every one game every Saturday uh, of the month, and we would go play cornhole. We'd show up like two hours early to the game. We'd play cornhole. We would get absolutely banana shit-based. We'd go into the ballpark, because you know the Angels are going to lose. Yeah. But that's not what it's about. It's about being able to withstand the losing with a little bit of uh, grandpa's old cough syrup, if you know what I'm saying. And we would have a blast. Saturdays are Big Bang Fridays, so you can get sober during the fireworks a little bit. They cut you off after the seventh inning anyway. Mm-hmm. And then everybody go home. I miss that, Alex. I miss that. I mean, that's 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 exactly what... I think we're all on the same page where, whether it's an Angel game or any game, really, like, I'm there to hang out with the people I came with and have some, have some shots and drinks and... It doesn't matter if you win or lose. Like they can win every other game and lose that game as long as, as long as they have a game. Like you said, that's why I, you know, I love having the draft every year. We all get together, and who really cares what happens as long as we're all there and, you know, drinking whatever. What was that kind of whiskey you guys were drinking? Like a, a weird kind of whiskey. Uh, oh, oh, ooh! Are you ready? It's called screwball whiskey. Yeah. And it's it's infused with peanut butter. People in the in the league. Do yourself a favor. Go to Bedmo. Go to your local place. Jeff, my brother, Bengal Jeff, actually turned us on to this. This is phenomenal. It, I swear to God, I swear by it. If I'm wrong, I'll, I'll refund you your twenty dollars for the bottle, you alcoholics. Well, that's that's. Because this thing's phenomenal. I like it because I so I just went through a bottle of Bullet, and I just got a new shipment. I got a, a Jameson for the next couple of weeks. So after that, I'm gonna get the Screwball because I I like whiskey. And I like peanut butter. And, you know, I mean, I guess there's always those instances where you put two things you like together and it's not good. But 
I'm gonna try it. It, it, it oh, intrigues me. Right. It's it's phenomenal. <laughs> and I'll I'll actually have my brother because there's something that's called the peanut butter and jelly shop. Ooh. Like a sandwich. I don't know exactly what kind of liquor you put in the backside of it, but it's a screwball whiskey and it's something else. I will have my brother send it to you because it is tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, Alex. Man. Who doesn't like peanut butter and jelly? That's all I care about with my That's all I care about with my, my alcohols is that they taste good. Like I don't care if it's made out of peanut butter and, you know, moonshine or whatever. If it tastes good, I'll drink it. So I gotta try it. Yeah, Jennifer said, and this is true, we were watching it during the playoffs, obviously, uh, but we were drinking it during the playoffs. It's, there's a, um, it's the Screwball and I think Kahlua. If it's, not, it's called a Reese Cup. Yeah. Ooh. And it like a Reese Cup. Okay. Dang- dangerously good, Alex. <laughs> you will forget your name and you will forget your sexuality by the end of five of them. And if it gets the Niners, if it gets the Niners of the Super Bowl, then, you know, who cares what's in it? Hey. Hey, hey. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I know I sent a shitty-ass text, uh, like, suck my dick or eat my dick after homeboy texted when the Chiefs won. Yep. I'm going to be honest with you, Alex. Yeah, it was a shit thing to do, but I don't give a crap because that's my personality. I'm not going to apologize. Yep. But I will say, going into the season, Alex, if you were to, if somebody were to come up to you and say, guess what, 49ers are going to win 13 games, they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and they're going to lose... You would have looked at everybody or whoever asked you that and you would say, you're a freaking moron. Yeah. There's no way this 2 and 14 or this team's not going to do that shit. I was happy to do it. I was on a magic carpet ride. Did it hurt to stay off the Super Bowl? Absolutely it hurt. But was I devastated to the point that I could have been? Absolutely not because I didn't expect it. I didn't. That's always the best. I mean, no expectation season. I felt the same way when... My Jags had my one year a couple years ago, and you know, and you know, making it to the Super Bowl would be an accomplishment for us. Uh, but also, I mean, and you probably heard from the last pod with with Carp on it. You know, he's never. I think he's been alive for a Niners Super Bowl win, but he was like four or five. And I'm sure you guys were pretty young the last time they won one. So it's just like most people that are Dodger fans, like they know they've won them, but they haven't actually been able to experience it. So. It's it's a big deal for you guys. People think 49ers fans are they have all these championships or they're bandwagoners, but they you know they haven't had that much success. So it, it you know it's if you're gonna lose to anybody, maybe to the team that hasn't even been to the Super Bowl in 50 years. But you know it was tough. I didn't know who to root for in that last game because I had friends on both sides and they hadn't won in forever. I was just trying to enjoy the game. So it I feel for you guys and uh you know it, it's it's a good point. You you know. No expectations, and you end up in the Super Bowl. You can't. You can't be a hundred percent mad, right? Which means it sets up this year for being miserable, right? Because after coming off the Super Bowl year, what do you expect? You're like, oh, okay. Let me ask you, Alex. The year that the Jags lost recently in the AFC Championship game. The following year, what were your expectations? I mean, I don't know if I can. If, I don't know if I'm a good case for this because the Jaguars. You expect they're going to be bad every year. You, I mean, it was a a miracle that they got as far as they did with Blake Bortles. It was straight defense, and that's the only reason they did anything that they did. 
and they started to lose some guys the next year, and it all fell apart. So it's hard for me, but I mean, it might be the same with like being a Ducks fan because you get to one point and then sure. you know they don't make it as far the next year. I feel like I bleed. I believe differently as a Ducks fan because they are more successful and they've gotten the Stanley Cup and, you know, they're a different animal than the Jags are. And it's kind of like the Angels in the, you know, 2000s and early 2010s. Like, yeah, we you'd make it really far, but it was never far enough where you just should be happy that they had a winning season unlike some of these other franchises. So the Jaguars are, they're always going to be the Jaguars until... Who I don't know. They're gonna go. They're gonna win four games this year again. At least Minshew's gonna have a good time. That's all I care about right now. Do you have a Minshew jersey yet? No, actually, I I haven't they bought. Oh yeah, they've. Oh my gosh, I've got. <laughs> I do have some Minshew By the gear. Way, that was Jennifer's talking shit to you, Alex. She was just. You might have missed it. That was her shit talking experience, right <laughs> there. Jen, Jennifer, they. I don't. First of all, I I haven't bought a jersey in. Probably seven or eight years. It's been a while. I think my most recent Jaguar jersey is Maurice Jones-Drew. Uh, but I do, like, there is some good... I've got some Minshew gear that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whip out for the... Maybe not for the draft, because I know i got to dress like it's my bachelorette party or something like that. But yep. Gardner Minshew is the real deal. Laundry. It's okay, don't worry. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, please. I'm sure you guys are leading the charge in that. What You got any plans for, for my... Uh, my draft outfit or whatever is going to happen in Vegas? I will say, not to get too crazy, but I took a pole dancing class for my bachelorette party, so I think you should take that <laughs> and then put on a show for the entire team. Yeah, for the entire team. I think that's a good idea. Oh, well, man. Alex, if you do remember, middle of the season, when we were talking about what was going to happen in August as far as the draft goes mm-hmm. for the upcoming season, mm-hmm. I did say, that you need to have a sash that says size queen with a clip backpack and a halter top and a tutu. Yeah. I still stick to that as your fantasy football punishment for coming in last place. Hey, I'm, I'm, go ahead. My friends and I used to have an inflatable penis for all of our bachelorette parties when like the four of us all got married and I don't know what happened to it. It got lost at some point. But that's what you need. She needs a big inflatable penis. You can walk around with it. Look, I, I I remember Tim you saying all that, and if that's my outfit, I can rock that. I can rock the halter top, the penis backpack. If somebody brings a sash, I don't care what it says on it, I'll wear it. Uh, you know, I can't have I can't have the bits and pieces hanging out. So, like, I'll dress like I, I need to be dressed, but let's you know, I'm I'm ready for it, whatever it takes. Listen, the body that you have, you can rock anything, yeah. brother. Alright, I'm just gonna tell you that right now. From one man to another, you got a nice ass. I'm feel, hey, that's, I, I think I love that more than anything in the world. More than Twitter, more than the Jags. And this quarantine, you know, I've lost, I've, I have, we've ordered out to eat once. We've only been eat, we eating like, it's, like, it's bird seed and, and stuff all the time. So, I've lost actually 15 pounds just on quarantine. So, I'm in, I'm in like UFC fighter shape, so I'm now I'm really ready for this Vegas thing. I'm gonna that halter top's gonna just accentuate my features so well. It's for sure. But okay, I don't know how long this podcast can go, but I'm telling you, man, I'm having a blast, and we're talking about. I got a lot of things on my mind. Yeah, and I don't want to bore people with them, but let's talk, Alex. Okay. I'm 
super depressed that UFC is not going off on April 18th. Oh. That was the one thing I had to look for in my in my dark, dark sports life. And now that those lights have been shut out completely, I don't know what to do, Alex. I'm hanging on by a thread, brother. Talk me through. I know. I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that because I feel like we've got some good. UFC followers in our league. Um, I actually have a really awesome idea. Uh, I, I think I, I told Carp in the last podcast that I've got the next six or seven years worth of draft order uh, uh, concoctions worked out, and UFC is one of them. It's either going to be it's going to be in the next three years. I've got a cool UFC version of it, so I'm ready for that. But yeah, it was like Dana White was the last guy that was kind of hanging on, and he's like, "I don't care what anybody says. We're gonna build an island, Mortal Kombat style." I saw that they right before they uh, finally put the kibosh on it, he found like an arena in Northern California in Lemoore. Do you guys even know where that is? I've never heard of Lamore, no. I guess it's, because I looked it up and it's kind of like an hour or so outside of Fresno, and they found like this convention center that was like, yeah, we'll do it, whatever, and so that was, I think that was like a couple hours before whoever stepped in and said they couldn't do it finally ended it, but like, I was I was the same way. What's that? Wasn't it ESPN that put the kibosh on it? It probably was. It was. It was probably them. I don't. I don't know who it was, but like Dana White wasn't going to stop until they did it. I guess. But uh, yeah, I feel the same way. I've been. You know, I've been watching a lot of old fights that I couldn't watch for, that were that conflicted with my work or on pay per view. So I feel like I'm on top of my game, and and I feel like that's going to be the first thing that comes back is going to be a UFC fight, but. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. That, I was looking forward to that for sure. How many have, how many fights have you been to, Alex? Have you been to any UFC fights or Bellator fights from that matter? So I've been to, um, I guess I could say technically I've been to three fights in my life. There was one at the Bren at UCI last year that was like a Russian organization put it together. And there was one guy in the card we recognized, and Herb Dean was in the audience, so that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, he was ringside, and we're like... I know! Herbine sucks! Herbine sucks, by the way, but that's a different story. Go ahead. Okay, uh, so there was there's that fight. Uh, there was, when I worked in Elsinore, we had, uh, they held a king of the cage on the diamond, like at the pitcher's mound, and that was legit, because one, one of my really good friends is Joe Martinez, who is ring announcer for kind of the guy right underneath uh, Bruce Buffer, and... Is he the guy with the dreads? No, no, no. He's uh, he's the announcer. He's kind of shaved head. Uh, uh, he's usually doing stuff that's not in the U.S. I think Buffer does all the main ones here, and, and Joe Mar yeah. will do everything because he does Golden Boy stuff too. But so he was the ring announcer for that, and I remember one of the matches was they had to stop it because one guy got kicked and his scrotum like opened, so they had to like rush him to the hospital. It was insanity. Wait, 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 wait. Open his scrotum? Yeah, he had like a cut. Like something happened to his scrotum that he was like, they had to stop the fight and immediately send him to the hospital. <laughs> At least that's what we were told. Uh, huh, wow. So there's so those two fights, but I have been to one UFC fight. I went to 199 in Inglewood at the Forum. Uh, that was Hendo Henderson fight and... 
uh, who was the main? The main event was I think like Rockhold lost to somebody. Uh, there was like a. I think was it Rockhold Bisping? Yeah, Bisping beat Rockhold. Uh, I think knocked him out. I think Ortega was one of the fights, and Poirier was one of the fights, and Max Holloway was a. It was it was a great card, and uh, and then we were trying to go to that one at the Honda Center last year that that we couldn't find anything of a good enough price from any of the scalpers, so we ended up going to the Angel Game that night. But I know you guys were there, which was uh, 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 Cormier uh, fight, I think. Yeah, Cormier versus Stipe for the heavyweight title. Me and my brother were there because, well, obviously any fight to Anaheim, with the exception of one, the only fight to Anaheim we never made it. Well, I should take two. I apologize, two. Was Brock Lesnar versus Kane Velasquez? We didn't go to that one. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why. And the other one was Ronda Rousey versus Liz Carmouche. Ooh. In Anaheim. Um, other than that, everything in Anaheim or anything in LA, me and Jeff go to Jennifer. And I, the first fight that me and Jennifer ever went to was UFC 48 Payback. Whoa. And the main event was Ken Shamrock versus Kimo Leopold. <laughs> and we went there because it was Jennifer's 21st birthday, people. Yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was the year 2004. Look it up. Man. And she, yeah. All right. You want to hear us? Okay. <laughs> Here, I don't know how much time we have. Here's a great story. There was a fight, and God, I, I don't think it was on that card. I'm more than positive it wasn't. I know for a fact that George St. Pierre was on the uh, UFC 48 card. That makes Jennifer's panties moist in the nether region. Ooh, okay. George St. Pierre, George St. Pierre, Henry Carvel, and I'm sure there's somebody, Jennifer would <laughs> slit my throat, bathe in my blood in order to lay down sexually beneath it. Anyway, there's, another, there's a side story that I will get back to that. Anyway. Uh, Frank Mir fought Tim Sylvia, and I want to believe it was on, it was a, it was a UFC super fight. It was the same weekend as the Patriots played the Eagles in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. whatever year that may be, 2005, I think. Mm-hmm. Frank Mir armbarred Tim Sylvia, broke his arm. Yeah, I remember Jennifer that fight. Jennifer and I, Jennifer and I are in the, in the arena. <laughs> Jennifer said, that motherfucker's a pussy. He doesn't deserve to win that fight. That's some pussy shit. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fight's over. Everything's completely done. Now, she's talking shit on Frank Mir because he shouldn't have won that fight. Uh-huh. Though, Tim Sylvia's arm, obviously, as everybody can see on the video, had snapped in half. Yep. Me and her dad go to the bathroom. Her and her mom go down the way. All of a sudden, Frank Mir is in the middle of the concourse what? taking pictures with the UFC belt, and Jennifer's over there snuggled up on the motherfucker <laughs> with the UFC belt, Alex. Oh, my God. 30 minutes ago, she was talking nothing but dog shit on this dude, and I'm like, all it takes is for some dude with some gold around his waist for you to go up and be chummy chummy. And you know what that girl said? Oh, that was him? This just this just puts more credence to the the thought that you know her and Bill have these like voodoo you know let's just jump ship and and jump on the bandwagon type of thing. So no 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 no. I joined the 49ers team. I wouldn't even say bandwagon. Like death row inmate. Line. That's true. I believe Jennifer became a 49ers fan when their record was 2-14. and 14. Yes. The, year, the year before, they drafted Alex Smith for somebody yes. who were keeping track. Okay. That is very true. I joined the 49ers team fans. I wouldn't even say bandwagon because at that point, we were so bad. 
Okay, well, I'm not... I'm not like, why would you keep it a root for these people? I'm not calling out but your I 49ers. Because of him, and because I love him, and I wanted to join his pain with my pain, so we could suffer together. Well, that's that's very cute, and I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, calling out your 49ers fandom. I'm saying, obviously, you've got some voodoo when it comes to, you know... Sticking it out with Tim this long, and now apparently with your UFC fighters, you know you're using it in mysterious ways that that, no. that go a little under the radar. No, you, I've been a George St. Pierre fan since the day I saw him. Okay, he is very attractive. Alex, how many? Okay, this is the I've seen him once. This is a true story, Alex. Jennifer said she would leave me for George St. Pierre, yeah. which I I listen. What am I going to fight the guy? I think that's going to turn out bad. For me. Right. Right. Alex, right. Both agree to that? Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> I found out that George St. Pierre was going to be doing it, and I swear to God this is the truth. If I'm lying, strike me with lightning. George St. Pierre was doing an autograph signing at a Walmart in Riverside. <laughs> and in Riverside, Alex. I got off work at 4 o'clock, me and Jennifer hopped in my truck. We drove down to Walmart in Riverside. This was probably 2005, 2006 time. Yep. We walk into the Walmart. George St. Pierre is sitting there in the magazine aisle at a goddamn shitty-ass table with a tablecloth and two balloons on each side of the table. We talked to that man for probably somewhere in the neighborhood. Ken talked to that man because I couldn't say anything. Okay, I talked to that man for at least 20 minutes until somebody else showed up. That's wow. How bad it was. Wow. Jennifer had her chance of leaving me, Alex, and she shows me over George St. Pierre. Don't oh. ever get it twisted. She had her chance. And she failed. That, and let's be honest, okay, everybody yeah, yeah. thinks that George St. Pierre is probably gay anyway. Have you no. ever seen George St. Pierre with a woman? Never. Many more. Wow. Many more. <laughs> that's, a hell of, that's a hell of a... I was, just, I was just in all of his beauty, so I couldn't do anything. It just, he was just so attractive, but I couldn't do anything. I <laughs> came out away and I couldn't help myself. I was just, I didn't know what to do. But I will be honest with you, what you see on TV is what you get. Very nice man. Super cool, yeah, yeah. super humble. We came up with a program. I had my brother, Jeff Bengal, Jeff. I had I had a program. He signed it. He's like, oh, you guys went the last fights? Blah, 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 blah. We, yeah. Oh, how'd you? He was super humble, super nice guy. All right. We'll see here forever. Yeah. I mean, the Canadians, they are really are the real deal. They're just, sorry, you know, sorry I put you in arm bar or whatever, so... That's that's a crazy story. The fact that you talked to him for twenty minutes in a Riverside Walmart and Jen did not say a word. That all of that is just I am gonna need a minute to just take that all in. But yeah, you, you missed your you chance, what, Jen. You know what I'm you know what I'm gonna do, Alex? And I know it's a podcast so nobody can see it. I don't know if you can put it on Twitter. Whatever where people can see it. I'm gonna go up to the bedroom, I'm gonna take a picture of us with George St. Pierre, because we took a picture with him in the Walmart magazine on it <laughs> just to prove that we did <laughs> because that's the truth yeah you gotta do it I can make this can be the cover the album cover to this uh, the, the cover art to this podcast because that's that's beautiful if you have a picture of that if you ever get Jeff on the podcast meaning my brother Bengal Jeff yep he has a story about George St. Pierre and a bet against George St. Pierre that cost him probably nearly a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. It was it was the fight against Johnny Hendricks. 
And if you ever get him on your podcast and you want to get a man rambling for 30 minutes on how pissed off he is about a $1,000 bet, just bring that up, brother, and the content will flow. You can get up from the phone, take pants, come back, and he'll still be ranting on the $1,000 he lost when Johnny Hendrick got screwed out of the decision lost against George St. Pierre. promise that's, you, Alex. That's beautiful. I want to get him on one day. If we can get all the, you know, the entire family on, you know, presented by Screwball Whiskey, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. You know what I'm surprised, though, Alex? I'm surprised you don't have had that Zlatan lover, Greg, on the podcast. Mm. Oh, no. Greg, last year, my, my fantasy football name was because of Stephanie. Because Stephanie said he hated L.A. Galaxy, and so I made my fantasy football name, Greg Loves Zlatan. And I know you probably heard it, he hated it. <laughs> yeah, he's, and he, I feel like you've brought it up a couple times, and Greg is quick, quick to counter. Because I know that, yeah, him and Steph both huge LAFC fans, and they hate the Galaxy. And I would say myself and Andy, you know, we've all been... Uh, we, you know, we side with them. We're LAFC fans. Uh, you know, the soccer community, there's not a lot of soccer fans in our league, but yeah, that's the type of stuff I'm here for is, you know, you know what hurts Greg the most. I'm sure Greg will come back with something after hearing this podcast. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get him on. We want to get everybody on at some point and make this, especially during the season, we can get multiple people on at some point and just go to town. Let's let everybody make it a Royal Rumble, and really see how people feel about each other. Is it true, Alex, that um, Andy will not be with us for the 2020-2021 season? So I think at the moment he still is. I'm pretty sure he's going to stay. He, he We obviously need to do some work with getting him to be more active, uh, but he loves the league and he loves the functions and being a part of it and the, the group chat. So there needs to be some, some work on I know that he, uh, there was a chance he was going to be up for a job and would have to move out of state. So that was also pending. And, and if that would have happened, we would have seen, uh, we, we would have talked to him about if he would have stayed in or not. But I think he's going to stay in. Uh, and even if he doesn't, uh, you know, he's still welcome to everything. And we, I think we have, plenty of people that would love to join so we'll definitely always have 16 but I think Andy's still in as of right now we'll probably have to get him on the pod and talk about that as well I'm sure he's got tons of stories and maybe we can get into his mind and see just what the deal is with his draft strategy of all Patriot or all Steelers and, and ex-Steelers listen if, I, if for some strange reason Andy is not able to join the leaders, and I pray that he is we need to have the, like, Ben Roethlisberger drafted number one overall moment and then it's taken completely off the board. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, like, gangsters have, like, one for the home oh. and they pour out the 40. That will be Andy's, like, nobody gets Roethlisberger or nobody. This year was epic. When Andy had the number one number pick, one pick. and he picked Juju Schuster, <laughs> me, <laughs> Jennifer went at the board, and obviously her punishment was to be the draft or the sticker bitch. Me and Jeff nearly broke our fucking neck and couldn't feel our feet when we saw that he picked it. And me and Jeff were like, oh, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank God. He picked Juju Smith-Schuster, a.k.a. Long Beach Poly grad. Yeah. 
the number one. That was amazing to us, and we were like, thank you, you're the best. So no matter what happens, even if it's like the Pittsburgh Steelers field goal kicker, we have to have one Steeler off the board just for Andy's sake. I like that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just some reason he's around. Like, I feel like all Steelers should be off the board. Just, I don't know about all Steelers, but I understand one Steeler. Okay. I mean, that might be interesting to say, yeah, you can have the number one pick, but it has to be a Steeler. The an- only, only once, yeah. if he's not in the league, then the first pick overall has to be a Steeler just out of, you know, for for tribute to Andy. I think we can find some way to, to make it make it Steeler-oriented. I don't know about all Steelers. We do have Ty, and Stephanie's technically a Steelers fan, so there's, you know, they, they would probably have to say something about that. Yeah. You know, that's one thing about Stephanie. I knew she had terrible taste. She picks the Steelers. She picks Greg. Yeah. Terrible taste. <laughs> terrible taste, Stephanie. Flip the script, girl. Oh, man. She, now, see, now you've called out both of them. I feel like they're going to come on the pod and have to defend themselves. And soon we're going to have, like, a family rivalry between each of you, which is exactly what I'm trying to build in this league. We need the rivalries to come out. <laughs> we need the, the bad blood to boil over and... and Needs to be like a cornhole screwball whiskey, uh, you know, in a Walmart in Riverside <laughs> to just settle it all. Can, 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 can me and Jennifer beat Team Camo? We want to wear Camo. We want to wear Camo for this, whether it be Real Tree or whether it be Army. It doesn't matter. We want to wear Camo for this competition. <laughs> Man, I feel like real that, that real tree is that that stuff is no joke. So if you guys want to rock the real tree, then that's Listen, <laughs> unless you're gonna come in with like camel, a real tree camel. Real tree camel gives no fucks. You cannot tell anybody. I have a real tree camel hooded sweatshirt. I'm looking at right now on the wall. Real tree camel gives no fucks. You cannot see me. I will sneak attack you. I will slice and dice you, and then I will come out on top victorious. I feel like maybe but this I is... I, I love Stephanie. Stephanie is the best part of Greg. Can we all agree <laughs> to that? Can we all agree to that? Oh, oh, oh. oh, man. I think you've officially been banned from bottle logic with that, with that language. However, I do have to say that that conversation we had earlier where I spouted off that people don't, re- don't reject or accept trade requests, that was a shot at Stephanie. Okay. Because she is oblivious of fantasy football until like Friday night at nine o'clock is when she sets her lineup. So if you do not request a trade with Stephanie at nine o'clock on Friday night, you're not going to get an acceptance or a rejection. All right, that's the truth. There's there's some inside intel. Now we know. Now we know how to how to deal with Stephanie's managerial tactics. Right. But everybody, I, yeah, to be completely honest, to be sentimental and all gushy, everybody in the league is super cool. We all have a great time. We all talk crap about each other, or some of us do, some of us don't. Some of us are silent. Some of us, like me, have a big mouth and don't give a shit. Everybody knows it's in fun. We have a good time. We like each other's company. We might not get together as much as everybody would hope to, mm-hmm. you, me, whoever. But everybody is super chill. Everybody is great. We got the cancer out of the league last year, and and everybody shows up to the draft super happy. And I would like to say that, Sean, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> everybody wants the dead pool 
to be the trophy for the freaking fantasy football league. He's got a six foot, six two, dead cool foam cutout, which is the most badass thing I've ever seen, Sean. You have a beautiful home, but the dead cool sets it apart. I don't care what your wife says. She can sleep in the backyard, Sean. The dead cool's awesome. Man. Dead cool's awesome. That's that's a good call. I, we we might have to incorporate that. Maybe I walk around with a cardboard Deadpool from my bachelorette party in uh, in Vegas. But uh, yeah, I think no, I agree. I agree with everything you said. Like it's this whole this is going to be the 14th year of the league, and you know people have come and go. But I think the people in it now they all understand. You know everything everybody says is in jest. It's you know we we just love to poke fun, and it's not to be taken literal or seriously it's all you know we're all having fun and, and I think we've gotten to that point where we have a group that everybody can can roll the punches and dish them out as well and that's you know that's all I care about so I want a good group where we can do a lot of that and people care about football and it's competitive and we're having a good time and I would like to say as a postscript to that I am the 2019 slash 20 Shit talking champion. Yes. Alex crowned me as that. I have a five dollar in my kitty pool. Five dollars there for me because I talk shit. But I don't want you guys to get offended. I hate you all. So don't worry about being offended. I hate you all equally. And I hope that I reign supreme every fantasy football year over you. And especially Jeff, Bengal Jeff. Can I say something really quick, Alex? Sure. I want to say something really quick. Sure. Because my brother's going to listen to this podcast, and I want to make sure he listens to it all the way to the end of the bullshit <laughs> Listen here, Chefs. Joe Burrow does not want anything to do with the Bengals. Mm. Nobody in the 2020 draft wants anything to do with the Bengals. They would rather get Corona and hang themselves from the rafters than be on the Bengals, which is a shit show of a franchise. Everybody in the league knows it. That's why their colors look like prisoners. Orange and black, so you can pick them out out of the wilderness when they escape the doldrums, the doldrums of Cincinnati. You're going to tell me a freaking team in a winter freaking climate doesn't have an indoor facility. You've got to be shitting me, okay? Nobody wants to play for the Bengals. They're a dog shit franchise, and the best player to ever play for the Bengals was Boomer Esiason, which didn't want to play for the Bengals and went to the Jets. I wrestled. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. You, you know, your brother more better than any of us. So, I'm glad you got that all out. I'm sure we won't hear any of that during the season. That's, you know, the last time we'll ever hear of the Tim and Jeff rivalry. Listen, my brother is a good guy. He's a soft heart, but he has a propensity to root for retards. <laughs> Anybody knows anybody with less fortunate than we are mentally as far as a retard? I apologize for using that language. The people that know me truly know that I use that language at the worst times, especially when there's somebody of special needs sitting behind me. I've done that more than three times. That's a true story. Jennifer can attest. You can all hear her in the back. But my brother, when it comes to rooting for football teams, is a retard. I'm sorry if you don't like the language. Come find me. My address is 25885, Unit 116, Lake Forest, Tribuco Road. And if I gave you the wrong address, I hope that you freaking knock on somebody else's door. I've had about 17 um, moonshines in me right now, and I'm feeling tingly in the legs, Alex, if you know what I'm talking about. 
I mean... Okay, not to get too off topic, but Tim and I went to Disneyland one time with, like, Jeff, being with Jeff and his ex-family, I guess. His ex-wife. Yeah. And, uh, went to Space Mountain to get line, and we're like, oh, no, this is ridiculous, and I have waited this line. So we're going around town, just kind of walking around, and all of a sudden, Tim's like, this is so... What'd you say? I said, this is so freaking retarded. Why is everybody waiting in this fucking line? And I turned around, and not two feet behind me was a kid with special needs. Mm -hmm. I looked behind me. He looked me in the eye. Alex, took my soul out of my cornea. Listen, this kid, this kid has a bitch in the afterlife. His name is Tim Alex. I will be his bitch in the afterlife. I turned around. He looked at me like he knew what I was fucking saying. I ran and hid. I'm not joking out for romance. I'm gonna be honest with you. I ran and hit behind a clothes, a clothes like fucking thing where you like sort through the clothes, a clothes rack to hide from this kid. I felt so bad, but my mouth gets me in trouble. It's oh my god, it was so funny. Jennifer's laughing, she's pissing herself. Everybody on the podcast knows it's true. She's pissing herself. Uncle Jeff can attest to being shamed like fuck that. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, it was so funny. <laughs> Alex. I'm going to be honest with you. I want to thank you for all of your help being the fantasy football commissioner. Nobody knows how much effort it takes to have everybody draft for however many rounds it is for 16 people, 16 teams. Yeah. And the next day, have all of your goddamn players on your team. That is something that is amazing. Yeah. Listen, I'm not amazing job. Alex, I'm not gonna talk shit. You did fuck up my team last year. I gave, I told you you put you selected one player for my team, which was it, but we got it rectified pretty quickly. It was fine. I'm not gonna talk shit on that. That's true. It's amazing what you do. The effort that you put into the league. We all appreciate it. We love it from the bottom of our heart. It's so true. We love what you do for our league. You make it entertaining. Your commissioner's notes, top notch entertainment. Every week we read them. I'll read them to Jennifer because she doesn't like to read the long text. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Especially when she's in it, I'll read it to her. When you do the fun things about team names or when you do the fun things about the closest victory or the biggest disparity in victory or when Carp loses by 100 and never makes the playoffs every year but you have them on the podcast. No matter what it is, you're top-notch, Alex, and we all appreciate your hard work and effort. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. From Jennifer's heart, you were what make what makes the league go round, and we thank you. Thanks, you're awesome, Alex. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. I'm glad you you know I love you guys too, and I'm glad you guys are on the in in the league and have been in this whole time. And you know that's and trying to make it happen this year with Vegas, and you know we've we've done it long enough. I think everybody's going to be able to make it, and it's going to be crazy and fun, and and who knows what's going to happen. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm sure I'm sure you guys are. Get a good group out there, just messing with each other. Yeah, I well, hope, hope August turns out to be a great month to where we can all go out. Hope that Jennifer, you know, can can make it to two August. Yeah. Obviously, like she said, she's furloughed, so oh, yeah. hopefully that she doesn't have too many groups in August. If not, I might have to just be there with with Jeff, my brother, and take her requests or picks by phone because she might not be able to make it there with all the groups that have 
been caught up in the in the wings, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I hope everybody out there is still working. If you are, that's great. If you're not, you know, hope you can make it through. It's not any fault of one person except for, you know, somebody that ate a bat in a wet market. <laughs> in a wet market. No offense, Ty. We love you, Ty. Nothing against your people. Somebody in China ate a bat. Let's be honest. Okay? We love you, Ty. The Steelers suck, but we love you. Does that make sense? I love Chinese food and sushi. I don't, Alex, but that's a different story. Well, you're missing out because it's delicious. But you bring up a good point. You bring up a good point, you know. (laughs) Now, you bring up a good point, you know. Who knows how many people in this league are struggling with that. You know, Jen, if if you're not able to make it or, or, or anything, I wouldn't worry too much about it. If other people are in the same boat, we'll find a way to make it happen. But, uh, you know, we got your back, and, and we'll help you out if you if you need anything. Oh, no, she doesn't need any help. She's really easy at spending $100 every time we go out the door of my money, Alex. <laughs> She's totally fine. Every time we leave the fucking door, $100 comes out of my bank account. I don't know how it happens, but it happens. If every Home Depot ad that you guys see, I pay for. So you can thank me for the Home Depot ad. Whether it be a ceiling fan that I replaced, or light fixtures I replaced, or pots and plants that I replaced. The light fixtures were way before this whole situation of man. Alex, this podcast is about to get real. You might want to cut us off before I get said this with the car. however, was pre or was post coronavirus situation. The light that Tim installed, which I can help, I won't say by any means was I the majority of it, Tim definitely was the majority of the help. I was more of the muscle that stood there and held the light. Of course. Yes, the muscle. I'm saying not the muscle, that is me. I'm the muscle. Tim was the electronic of it, but I'm the muscle. I'm the muscle. Alex, everybody's got a cost to bear, and now you see what mine is. <laughs> <laughs> All I've got to say. I'm trying to lose him. She's only stronger in body odor, people. So. <laughs> Not true. It makes sense I'm why it yeah. makes sense why you're trying to recoup that angels bet now. You need every dollar you can you can yeah. get. Exactly. You're goddamn right. Hey, listen. Hashtag get the Dodgers out of the Angels division. Hashtag Jen can squat more than ten. <laughs> Hashtag that's not a lie. <laughs> 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 Alex, we want to thank you for letting us be on your podcast. We also want to thank everybody who's listened to our BS for a whole hour and a half, if this is an hour and a half, which I'm sure Alex will condense it because we're probably happily not that entertaining. But we tried to do our best on moonshine and wine. Thank you so much, Alex. I ain't going to bottle of wine. Hey. Jennifer is slurring her words. She knows she needs a bottle of wine. Hey, you, what you gonna do? Hey, you, what you gonna do? 49ers, what you gonna do? Ravens, tell me what you gonna do? Jets, what you gonna do? Steelers, what you gonna do? Cowboys, what you gonna do? When the Jacks come with you? Falcons, what you gonna do? Browns, what you gonna do? Carolinas, what you gonna do? Them Jacks.